0: You are now tuning into the in-the-pocket edition of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This in-the-pocket edition is presented by SportsCenter Bar & Grill. SportsCenter Bar & Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sioux St. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to SportsCenter today to enjoy many delicious menu options, in-house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays so you can have the pleasure to enjoy 75 cent wings from the best in town sports center is the original home to the game sports show since 2015 a true member of the family and with the atmosphere sports center brings there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends the game sports show sends a cheers and a salute to the sioux's
1: best sports bar yo and booyah welcome to the game sports show i am a surprise host this week Dave McCaig can't be with us, but I am your dear friend that you've heard many times on this show. I am E.J. Russell. With me, as always, uh is Justin Heichel. This week we're going to be doing the In the Pocket segment. We do have a special guest, but, Hike, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Glad that you're here.
2: It's uh, good to hear you. It's uh, good to hear you hosting the show. It's, uh, I won't let Dave hear that. I guess he's going to hear it at some point. But, uh, you know, it's nice. We'll have a little mix up here tonight and, uh, we'll chat some football. And
1: of course, the In the Pocket segment is always brought to you by Sports Center Bar and Grill in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. It's the Sioux's best sports bar five years in a row. But listen, gem listeners, we need your help. We need you to go up. We need you to vote. Uh, get us to years six and three for six years in a row of best sports bars, four years in a row of best wings, uh, or excuse me, three years in a row of best wings. Uh, Sports Center Bar and Grill. Thank you for being a sponsor. This show is also sponsored by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company. The tap room at Northern Superior Brewing. Check out the social media, Facebook and Instagram, as well as their website, northernsuperior.org, where they are superior, and it's a northern thing. So thank you to our sponsors. Also thank you to a couple other sponsors from. The hot seat, which are most pub in Escanaba, twenty-seven tap beers right now, wine on tap, twenty-four different TVs. You can catch every game you want to see at most pub in Escanaba. Also, thank you to SoRate P S O dash R A T E dot com. Thank you SoRate there, sponsor the hot seat. And the reason I choose to plug those sponsors today, thank you Dave for letting me get a chance to do that, is because we have a unique co-host today. Dave's not here to join us. We do have Hike as always. But with us is a dear friend of mine. He is the co-host of the hot seat podcast, which we owe you a few episodes, Jim listeners. Uh, it's hard to record with him and I being out of town, but with us as always is, and I'll give him his proper intro, Escanade Excellence, the notorious N-O-R-S-E. with us this week is Tyler Willette. He is downstate. He is at Mount Pleasant right now, student at Central Michigan University. Um, By the way, I, Ziggy Zumba, go Falcons. But with us, as always, is Tyler Willette. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us this week from the hot seat.
0: What's going on, EJ? Uh, I'm glad you remembered the intro. It's been a minute. Uh, I was expecting that. Thank you for that. Uh, And fire up, Chips. Fire up, Chips, EJ. But, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, It's going to be a good show. I'm very excited to talk about football with you guys. Uh, It was a rough week for me as a Lions fan. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, very excited. Let's get after it.
1: Yeah, and we will get into that. And thank you so much, gem listeners. This show is always backed up by the game entertainment. You check us out the game sports show.com, the game sports show.podbean.com, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podbean Podworld, Podtail. I know I always say Podworld, it's not a real one, but we run it, baby. This show is always backed up by the game entertainment media. Thank you so much to Scott Nason and David McCake for having our backs. Uh, and allowing us this platform to talk about what is my favorite sport, which is Americano football. So, Tyler, let's get right into it just because I know this one's near and dear to your heart. Justin, I'll go to you second here. The Lions lose on a very, very tough game. Okay. We're going to get in a few games that we want to talk about here. We're going to highlight the Lions first. We'll get in the Colts. We'll get in the Browns. We'll get in the Packers, the teams that you all care about. But, Tyler. As a Lions fan, how tough was that for you losing on a new NFL record? So, uh, walk us through it.
0: Uh, yeah, EJ.
1: Um, <laughs> the
0: most, one of the most Lions ways to lose. Uh, I've seen a lot of them in my short I, life.
1: And I'm not at all surprised that you said that's a Lions way to lose a game, even though I thought it really wasn't. I mean, that's just a fluke. I mean, Justin <laughs> Tucker's a great kicker. But wow, that's a tough way to lose. So Tyler, I'll let yeah, you know. I just had to add that.
0: So the whole game, um, I was watching it, obviously, the whole game and they were only within a score pretty much throughout the whole game. And it's, it seemed like they were down three touchdowns the whole way it was working. Um, and then towards the end, it's like, wow, we have a chance here. And obviously they made that kick in the fourth to take the lead after Lamar Jackson interception, which doesn't happen often. Um, especially for like playing against a team like the Lions. It was a bad throw. Um, but our kicker, his like career long was like, I think 28 yards going into this game because we signed him off waivers, whatever it was. So even this drive, I'm like, we need to score a touchdown. Field goal is not going to be enough. They settle for the field goal. I'm like, okay. So then, oh, this last drive, it drove me crazy. I, Austin Siebert's your kicker, right? Uh, yes, he is. He was on COVID list. You know who you know
1: who he got cut by?
0: Uh, the Browns. I'm assuming oh, the Browns.
1: Oh, yeah, buddy.
0: He was rookie cookie kicker of the year. Um, From one but, 0 and 16 team to another. Right, yeah. Right. So we didn't even have him because he was on the COVID list, I believe, this week. So we had a guy named Santos whose career long was like, they said on the broadcast, like 28 yards. I'm like, oh, my God. So that happened. He nails the kick. Now,
1: was it, was it, was that Cairo Santos? Cause he's actually uh, a good kicker.
0: No, was. no, that's what I thought it was when they were saying it was a guy that yeah. kicked maybe once ever, you know. So I'm like, uh, anyway, so they make the kick. Ravens have he no He was time from Los
1: Santos. A little GTA maybe. joke.
0: GTA joke. Put that in there I like that. But, uh, yeah, he's a 35 yarder. Like, okay. So we have about, there's like a minute left. No timeouts for the Ravens. Uh, fourth and 19. Um, they give it up. And that's the one point of the game where I'm like, okay, they got it down the 4th and 19. I'm like, we actually might win this game. That's how long it took me to have any sort of hope because it's the Lions. And they still gave me that false hope. So we get all the way to that point, and they give it up. And still at that point, I'm like, middle of the field, a lot of times going off the clock. I'm like, all right, this is a long field goal, even for Justin Tucker. And then I'm sure you saw the delay of game that was not
1: called. The, right. Uh, right. And can, can we break on that for a second? Yes. yes. Michael. That, that- That was, should the, should the NFL have, yeah, should they have made a correction to that? What what does the NFL do there? Because I agree and I can hear you saying it's a poo poo call. How do you fix that though, Hike?
2: I don't, I don't know that there's a way to fix it, but like, I don't know. I've, I've had so many conversations with people at work about this, like this week, just chatting people up, trying to get opinions. And like, I get, like, I guess the refs and I don't like it, but the, when they're looking they're waiting to make that call and they're looking at the clock, the clock goes zero, they're looking back, they're looking to see if the ball is snapped. There's no way. There's absolutely no way on this earth. Like I watched that three or four times over a day this week, and like you get like two Mississippi's when that hits zero and then the ball is snapped. It like, was it was know, a I, delayed game. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah, I don't I don't I think I honestly think, and this is just I th- it's maybe the simplest answer is the easiest answer. The refs were like, whatever, you know, they're not, it's a nothing. It's good. The game's going to end. We're going to, and then he, you know what I mean? Then we, we know how it ends. Well, so, so Tyler, as a lion's fan, and I'll let you talk about the
1: end of the game, does that call really bug you, or should you have won it earlier in the game? Because a lot of people that watch football, myself included, and this is a guy that I'm a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, as many of our listeners know, go Browns. Um, we played Kansas City, and we were maybe two plays away from winning an AFC championship, a birthday AFC championship game, excuse me. Um, but I don't blame it on those two plays. Could the Lions have won it earlier? Could Matt Campbell have done more? Or was it really just a really bad break for the Lions? Uh, CJ, like, yeah,
0: that's always a good question. Um, people would say, like, don't give up the fourth and 19. And, like, that's, that's a very good point. But, like, as a ref in the NFL, like, that is one of the easiest calls to make. It is the easiest call. I know, but what's,
1: what's hard, what's hard about being Lions fans is the last two weeks, and we'll take game one and game two against Packers. Um, two bad fourth down calls where you should have taken points and you didn't. Is that on Dan Campbell or is that on, uh, more than Dan Campbell? Is that, is that just on trying to do too much?
0: Uh, uh, those plays, I, I, you talk about the fourth and ones and like the red zone and stuff like that. Um, I, I think those were good calls. I just didn't, I like the fact that they went for those plays, but like the play calls weren't the best. But, um, going back to the Ravens, uh, I don't, I just don't know how you missed. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so mad still, but, uh, Heiko you were saying something about like how they like check and stuff like that. um, I agree, I think there is like maybe a second delay usually, but this was like three and a half seconds like it was really, really bad, and I don't know. I just don't know how you miss it, and obviously, the Ravens didn't gain any yards on that play. um Lamar threw it away, and then the field goal unit came out, but that's a five yard difference um i I don't know, and then Tucker of course makes the the record-setting kick—it's <laughs> like the most. Well, oh it's it's it's
1: really hard to hate on him though because he is the most accurate. kicker. He's the best, best kicker history. of
2: all is he time? Not hike? Yeah, he's the best kicker of all oh, time. percent. Like you can't you can't hate the guy, but like I feel so. I bad mean, he
1: things operate.
2: Like it's yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't, <laughs> don't want to change the subject on likable kickers here, but the Colts kicker gets a Lego set before every game and just builds that to relax. If that's not like a likable small child, I don't know what's likable. It's a likable trait, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, but like Tucker, well, I mean, you well can't. Well, let's, let's, go, hate let's them. go into that for a second, though.
1: Let let let's look at that Colts Titans game because that was another game where the Titans really had to show what they were made of, and Indy finds out, hey, we're not a bad football team. I mean, yeah, they're still zero and three, but they played well. Did the Titans tell you more in that game, or did the Colts?
2: I, I, personally, I think I got a little more out of the Titans. I thought the Colts took a step back in this game. I thought the Rams game was a little more telling that the Colts, I, or that the league is a, a lot closer than we it has been in years past. I mean, this week, Wentz was, ah, uh, his ankles. Out there. I was just uncomfortable watching him play. And, I mean, the only way to feel better about watching Carson Wentz play was watching Ben Roethlisberger play. Um, but I, I... It's driving me insane in Indianapolis, and especially in a game like where you watch them play Tennessee, and Tennessee never really quits with the run game. They just, they'll chip away, chip away, chip away, and not in this game in particular, but there's games past where Tennessee doesn't have, you know, they got like 20 rushing yards in the first half of the game, and then he comes out and hammers you for 130 in the second half. Like, the Colts have Jonathan Taylor, and they don't do anything with them. They let, they run the ball once or twice. They go away. They bring Naheem Hines in, and as soon as the defense sees this guy jog in off the field, well, it's fucking, it's a pass, and and you key on that. But if you look at Jonathan Taylor's numbers from last year, I mean, his first game, six targets, he was good. Why why aren't you throwing the ball to him? I I just I don't understand. You gotta. You've got some pretty good tools in the chest there and you're not really, you're not really using them. I just, it, it's frustrating to watch. You watch, like it seemed like kind of, they get better week after week and the Colts seem to have regressed.
0: It's almost yeah. like they're trying to make Hines more of a thing than they really should. I, I kind of get that for the Lions because, um, with Swift and Knowledge Jamal Williams, Swift and, uh, they, there's always seems like there's two backs and Swift is the guy. And I get, like, sharing time. That's a smart thing. But there's a point where you need to, like, feed your number one back. And I agree with Jonathan Taylor. Only 10 carries. And he had 64 yards on those 10 carries. Um I'm sure they were down in the game for a little bit, which kind of changed the play the play style, you know. You got to pass more, obviously. But I do agree with Jonathan Taylor. I think he's a stud. He's kind of getting
2: underused uh, a little bit in Indy. Well, like you said, like, Swift, I mean – I think he's going to have a coming out party sooner or later for the Lions. I mean, he's a really good running back, man. Like watching him play is, uh, uh it's something else. You he's shifty. He's out. very shifty. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I mean, it's the Lions got a lot of fight to him. I think and that's been fun to watch the last couple of weeks. Like you, you, you know never, and I, you don't. Get I,
1: I, I think Tyler uses a great word in shifty. Uh, whether what running back in the Seattle Detroit, they, they're in every game they played this year. They're probably the best bad team in football right now. Like, the Lions are a yep. team that, honestly, yep. God, I th- I thought might not win a game this year. And after watching their first three games, it's like, th- they're probably going to win more games than the Jets. And the Jets have a new quarterback, uh, and they're trying to install a new system there. But Dan Campbell, who's a psychopath, in my opinion, I, and I actually don't like him as a head love coach. I love you him. You love Dan Campbell? Why do you love Dan Campbell? I think he's absolutely. So far,
0: not- well, he is, but this is the thing, EJ, like compared to the last regiment, like, well, for one, he doesn't have a lot of expectations. The last but-
1: good head coach that you had was Jim Caldwell.
0: No, I know, I'm aware. And that's why it makes everything so much more frustrating because Patricia had a playoff team pretty much given to him, and then he made them, like, digress, like, five more years like they went backwards five years after he showed up
1: in quinn so that's why the campbell it's so is so is the issue but is the issue in detroit then and this is the thing that i i would really love to debate to debate on this show um is the issue in detroit ownership or is it and, and i i struggle to come up with any other reason than ownership because you look at teams it's like ownership. the Browns, the you look at teams like the Vikings that that struggled for a long time, or even the Cowboys bringing in Mike McCarthy. Um, the, these other organizations that have struggled in these last few years have found a way to bring a head coach in that has changed the culture. Is it the culture of the Fords or is it Dan Campbell? Like, what's the issue in Detroit? Hike, I ask you.
2: I mean, I, I think Dan Campbell is a step in the right direction in changing the culture there. And, and honestly, I think with Lions football, there's almost an aura of, it, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I don't know how else to put it. I just, after, it, it, for every positive.
1: Well, why positive. has it become okay? Why has it become okay to accept mediocrity? That's
2: the part that I don't understand with Detroit football. I, I, I don't, I don't get it either. It, it's frustrating, but I mean, now, a year ago, Detroit was a team that at 0-3, you wouldn't have any interest in watching the back half of the game. Now at 0-3, I am interested in watching all of the Lions games right now. That's and I mean, Thank you. They've I been agree. in every
1: game they've played this year.
2: You have to say that. They've been a, in every game but, they played this year. I and mean, there's 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 a lot yep. of 0-3 teams that you have no interest in watching right now.
1: Like the Colts?
2: Yeah, oh, I've and I've stuck through every game, but I've thank God for the picture in picture. <laughs> they, they've been bad.
1: So, so let me ask this then, and, and 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 Tyler, how do the Lions come out of this hole? Because Dan Campbell, uh, to me right now, doesn't look like he's going to be the guy. How do the Lions come out
2: of this? Uh,
0: I, I think he. So they gave him a six-year contract, which I this whole year. If they win four to five, like five to six games, that's a success in my opinion. You might win two. I their the win total was five and a half, which was way too high. Um, I'm thinking four to five wins. Um, I don't. This year, I could care less about the record. I mean, obviously, I want them to. I want to see them win a couple games here and there. Um, but like Hike was saying, just how they've been fighting has been very uh, pleasing to watch, and I think it's refreshing with Campbell. And the thing with Campbell, he's just so much more open in press conferences and everything. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna lie about anything to your face. Like he's gonna come out and say what he means. Um, and that was not the case with Patricia. He hid behind a lot of things. It seemed like. Um, I think Campbell. It's gonna be like it's like a three year thing with all new coaches. Especially getting asked to do something with this team is it's almost impossible. Um. Obviously, Goff's not going to be the quarterback of the future. Like they're going to have to rebuild. Yeah, you the quarterback got new quarterback position. Quarterback. Everything's different. Um, they have a couple. Re- their own line is honestly almost top five in the league. I'd say it's top ten when fully
1: healthy. No, um, it's not. No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> you, you, you
1: maybe have a top twenty off – Hike, back me up here. There's no way the Lions are top ten offense in the, line, line. the league
2: right now. Is, is probably the most underrated unit in the NFL this year. They have the best center underrated in the doesn't league. make them good though. No, they
1: are.
0: They have the best center in the league in Ragno. No, I you don't.
1: Say. Who in is the, the the best center in the league? Is either on uh, J. C. Trader from i Cleveland Browns right now, or uh, what's the name of that center? And I I feel like an idiot for saying saying it this way. Um, who's that kid playing in um, Green Bay right now as the center? He's very good as well. I oh, like Green Bay Center. Uh, I like the Browns. Lindsay just left. Lindsay? Is it Lins- No, yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay just left. He's Where's on the Chargers now. now. Chargers. Well, well, shit, they look like world beaters. I mean, get, <laughs> but my point here is you have to have a good center. You have to have a good left tackle. And one thing that the Browns, since being, uh, indoctrinated with Kevin Stefanski's offense, one thing that we've done well is we've learned how to block from the middle to the left, and that's one thing you have to do really well in this league. That's why the Rams have been good. You have Whitworth out on the left side, the captain of that team, longtime Cincinnati Bengal, uh, play, played with Carson Palmer for a long time and, and, and did a great job blocking his blind side. That's why the Rams are good right now because they have a good center. They have a good left tackle. That's, what cle- that's the only reason that Cleveland, and I'm and I'm gonna do this because I have to, it's the only reason that Cleveland and Joe Thomas were any good and won any games in those early two thousands. We weren't a good offensive line, but because we had a good center in Alex Mack, because we had a good left tackle in Joe Thomas, we were able to be a decent football team when it came to running ball. We couldn't stop anybody. I mean but when you look at what Los Angeles the, the Rams specifically are doing right now with Andrew Whitworth and Lindsley at center, they are doing a fantastic job at blocking for their quarterback in who right now is Matt Stafford. And I thought that that was an absolutely fantastic way for the Detroit Lions to move on from Matthew Stafford. Uh, you end up bringing in a quarterback that did go to a Super Bowl. He did lose. Goff did lose the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. Um, but that was a great Rams team. And they still have a very similar defense. They still have what I believe is the greatest mind in football in Sean McVay. Um, it, it all starts that offensive line though. If you have a good center and a good left tackle, you're going to be able to move the ball, whether you want to run it or pass it, you have enough time to do what you want to do. And that's what makes teams successful is like, look at Seattle Seahawks when Marshawn Lynch was running the ball, their offensive line was great. Look at Zeke Elliott's best two years. And I'm going to specifically say two years is rookie year and his sophomore year where he was one of the best rushers in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys were the best offensive line in football. It all starts with the offensive line, and in order to build your offensive line correctly, I really do believe that that comes down to head coaching. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, but it, it, and also, I'm I'm all about the culture thing, though. I mean, you can have the best players in the league, but if they don't want to play for each other.
1: Uh, So does does, does the culture start at your head coach or at your owner? Where does it start? Because Robert Kraft, if you go to New England, that's a New England Patriots thing. But if you go and play for any team that's been head coached by Bruce Arians, it's a coach. Bruce Arians is a player's coach. Sean McVay is a player's coach. Kevin Stefanski is a player's coach. You look at guys like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is not a player's coach. Bill Belichick is, you're going to come here and you're going to play the game the way you want to play it. And that's what makes us good.
2: He's so also, when
1: you want to develop a culture, is it ownership or is it coach that's more important?
2: I would say, I would say coach. I mean, but, but it's the caveat to that is that your ownership has to be hands off. I mean, some ownership is very hands off and some ownership is far too involved. I mean, like you got the Jerry Joneses of the world, but then. I mean, how,
1: but he, but he's also got three Super Bowls. That, yeah. I mean, like, how do you work against him there?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think EJ, you're making good points. Like, it just depends on, I think it can go both ways. Like, if, and for the Lions, I would say the big reason they've been sucking so much is because of the ownership. Um, obviously you can't put it all on them, but like, some coaches have been pretty bad. But, like, you've seen like Jim Caldo, he had success there, made to the playoffs a couple of times. So I think the big thing for the Lions is ownership.
1: He's um, also the last coach that you had with the ring record. Yes, I'm aware. Don't you worry. I am aware. And then we fired him. It was awesome. Um, I, I'm, I, and I'm going to be very clear here. I am not a Lions fan. I am a Lions closet fan, but I am very pro Jim Caldwell. I thought that was the biggest mistake the organization made in the last 10 years. You happen to make a lot of them, so. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah,
0: it's uh it's a shame, but I like Hike was saying I, uh I think Campbell is a step in the right direction. Um so far everything I've seen, uh he's made a couple questionable decisions, but every first-year coach would do that. And I also love Anthony Wynn as the offensive coordinator. Um he was in, he was the charge He's a great obviously. mind. Exactly. He's just not a great head coach, and that that happens. Like he wasn't great at making those decisions.
1: And, and, but uh, he he did he did play a big role And, Tyler, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'll let you finish. Uh, he did play a large role in the Chargers becoming what is now a Justin Herbert-led offense. He put a lot of those pieces together.
2: I think he got hosed there. To be completely honest, that's—I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, he—he he made some bad time management. I would say, and there's a couple. Well, things. he got a little—he
1: got, got a little—he got a little hosed by his defense getting hurt because Boza Derwin James. Uh, everything he had on that defense, plus you have Keenan Allen, who's probably, in my opinion, the best pure route runner in the NFL. Um, Anthony Lynn got squeezed out one year too early. I'll agree with Hike on that.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I would have liked to have seen another year with him. That's all. I just, I, and to be honest, he was kind of entertaining.
1: Well, and, and and Tyler, I'll let you wrap up on this, and then we're going to move on. I got two other games I want to mention. Then we'll go to our pick and we'll get out of here. Because, you know, we try to keep it to 45 minutes to an hour, but even Ike knows that's a lie. Perfect. So much to talk Tyler's about. Never, Tyler's never even been on this show before, and even he knows, <laughs> like, not. we're going to be here for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, I've done
0: podcasts with you, and I know how it goes. So <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, wrapping up, uh, like we had just started with the Lions, kind of got all over the place, but, um, yeah, just a very painful loss. um honestly, all three games have been they've been competitive in ways, uh they played usually play a couple good halves, like one half of the game's good, one's really bad. I'm excited to see week three or week four at Chicago because no one knows what's happening with that quarterback situation. um but yeah, I like I said earlier, it's going to be a interesting year. I was saying it's going to be the most entertaining 4-13 and season in the history of the NFL. So um, I'm looking forward to it, see how it goes. But,
1: yeah, that kind of wraps up my Ryan's rant. No, I know I'm going to get a little bit localized here, and the Vikings are a team that definitely deserves to be talked about, okay, because they are probably the best bad team in football right now. <laughs> they might be. Um, I wouldn't even say they're bad. I think they're
0: good. Well, no, they're not got... bad.
1: They've lost two games by seconds. Exactly. Okay? They're, yeah. they're not a bad football team. The Vikings are very good this year. But there's two teams that I want to talk about. Um, and the first one I want to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals. They have found ways to win football games. Okay. In games that they weren't supposed to be in. Is, is Cincinnati a team that is going to start making noise? I'm going to say a year before they're supposed to. They might be an 8-18 this year. I know that their defense is far improved, but is Joe Burrow um, doing enough with Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and the crew that he has back there? Are they doing enough to to smell a little bit of success this year? Are are they above schedule? Yes or no? Because I'll tell you what, the first two weeks of this year, I am very impressed with Cincinnati, Tyler. Uh,
0: yeah, EJ, I, I think they're going to find enough ways. Uh, like you said, eight and eight or eight and nine now, seventeen games. I got to get used to that.
1: Um, they th- seventeen games. Is terrible, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We can. That's a whole other conversation.
1: Um, but I think the big thing is,
0: uh, EJ, that will kind of set them back this year. Is their old line is still not very good. Um, I Burrow obviously saw his rookie year got banged up right away with the ACL uh I'm assuming they're going to address that in the draft big time and probably free agency next year. But uh I, I love Jamar Chase and I think I really do think it goes back to LSU when they played together there Barrow and Chase like that's going to be a dominant uh dude I don't know why they would ever not play with each other now. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he already has five touchdowns I think it is this year. He just had two last week. I'm pretty sure he scored in every game. It's here four or five touchdowns
2: this year. I think um it's I'm pulling
1: well, my before we let he- Chuck touch, touch, touch on this, I do want to add this. I read an article earlier, um, probably last week, that says that one of the biggest problems in Cincinnati right now is that Jamar Chase is dropping a lot of balls in practice. And I know that it's like, oh, who cares about practice? Do the Allen Iverson speech? Uh, we're talking about practice. Yeah, we are talking about practice. But here's why in this situation: Jamar Chase, who just came out of college, the NCAA throws a football with a white stripe on the nose and the tail end of the football. That white stripe doesn't exist in the NFL. And I've heard that Jamar Chase's drops are significantly impacted by the fact that he's not seeing that white stripe. So my question, Heichel, to you is, is Jamar Chase going to be able to, with Joe Burrow, who I believe is an elite, going to be an elite NFL quarterback? I love what I've seen from him and the fact that he's winning the games that he has so far this year. Um, can Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow figure this out to compete against right now was my Browns, which are probably the best team in the division. Pittsburgh's underperforming, Baltimore, I don't think looks very good this year. But the Bengals and the Browns look like they may be the best two teams. Step brother, step sister, who do you got? The redheaded stepchild or the hometown kid?
2: I mean, the Bengals are growing on me, that's for sure. And it's not just because I kind of went all in on them on some of my fantasy teams; Uh I committed a little too hard, but it's working out for me. Um I mean, I don't. The drop. And thing, by the
1: way, the Browns are the original job. The Bengals are the redheaded step job. Paul Brown chose us first, that's why we're called the Browns. I just I need figured that was the
2: case. Back. But I mean, it's the
1: drop it, thing. Well, I, there's not one, one last thing, uh, Hike, yeah, well, Give, there's give there's me this one, last, one thing. last thing. What's really funny is if you look at old Browns, Bengals. Pre-game scrimmages, you actually can't tell which team is which because Paul Brown founded both, and they both have very similar colors. It literally looks like an inner squad scrimmage. But uh, look it up; it's it, it's pretty
2: entertaining. But hike, go ahead.
1: I mean, give, <laughs> give us the scoop. I just had to add that.
2: It's all right. You got to get it out. The history lesson is fine. The uh, you know back to like the drop thing. I mean, like week one, seven targets, five receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown. So uh, okay. Week two, four targets, two receptions. So, you know, not spectacular, 54 yards, touchdown. Uh, and then last week, five targets, four receptions, 65 yards, two touchdowns. So four touchdowns on the year so far. A little over, a little under 250 yards. And, you know, he's catching the balls. He's, he's catching them when it counts. So, he can't, you can't hate on the guy so far. I mean, this, uh, the story's not, uh, not, not done yet by any means. I mean, we can reevaluate in a few weeks and see where his, uh, his drops are again. But I, I think this guy's the real deal. And with Joe Mixon there, I mean, I don't know. The Bengals are, uh, probably the team to watch out for. And I, I definitely agree with you that they're probably a year ahead of schedule. And okay. So, 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 so let's go to one other,
1: yeah. go mm-hmm. ahead, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Right. Oh, so I I'm just i I'm right now I'm totally confident in saying they're gonna beat the Steelers in the division.
1: So that's the other team I want to talk about. And Pittsburgh is supposed to have such a great defense. Uh Ben Roethlisberger is probably in the last year of his career, but he has Mabel Tron, he has Juju, he has Najee Harris, which looked like he was supposed to be um the best multi down back coming out of the draft this year. Um Pittsburgh I believe, he's underperforming. Tyler, what's the reason that Pittsburgh's not playing well? Is it the offensive side of the ball or is it the defense?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly think a lot of it's uh, – Big Ben hasn't been playing, playing horrible, but I, I don't really like that he uh, – it's almost like they let him come back just because it's Big Ben. I, I don't think he should have. I remember last year he almost retired like during the season at one point. And it's like, he's just banged up so much, and there's only so much he can do. Um, Their defense, I'm going to look at these stats, uh, is supposed to be very good. Uh, T.J. Watt has been a little banged up. He just got paid, too. But let's see, they've given up 24 to the Bengals. Underperforming this year. Yeah, average like three touch around 20, 25 points a game they've given up. Um, Their schedule has been, I mean, they started the year off good against the Bills, winning there. That was a huge upset. Uh are such a weird team because they have so much talent on offense. The old line isn't great. That was a big uh thing in the off season when they drafted a running back before offensive line. Um I just don't know. It's just Big Ben. I'm just not confident in him right now at all. And it seems like one big hit and he could be done, but then he ends up playing somehow that week. You know what I mean? Like this week his pec was hurt and he still played. So I Yeah, he,
1: he's sitting to play, but he ended up
0: going in. That's what I mean. It's like if it just seems like no one's going to tell him no. You know, in that organization because he's been there for so long. So uh, it's just like a weird situation. Uh, they got embarrassed in the playoffs to your Browns uh, last year. Um, I, I, just don't, I
1: wouldn't say embarrassed.
0: I would say embarrassed. I would say Well, that's
1: fine. I, actually, I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? But it's uh, um, an interesting. No. <laughs> I don't know. Then they have a tough schedule. Look at the schedule. They got to go to Green Bay. Home against the Broncos, home against Seattle, then at the Browns. Those are the next four. Well, games. let's
1: look at let, let's look at a couple of teams with tough schedules that have opened up the year. Kansas City Chiefs is among one of them, but the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't had a, a great opening. Hike is it the offense or the defense that needs to improve faster?
2: Hey, honestly, I think right now it's Roethlisberger. I think if they were to put Mason Rudolph in and give him a go and see what they look like, just having a little more mobility at the quarterback position makes them a little more dynamic. I mean.
1: Well, if they put Mason Rudolph in, we'd hit
2: him with a helmet. Well, I mean, that's sometimes we get a little dicey. You got to take risks. At least Mason Rudolph's wearing a helmet. Like, hey, Roethlisberger's like, he just, Tyler's right. It's just like he's just storms in the building and no one says no to him. You know, it's it's like the kid keeps going back to the candy dish and no one's going to slap his hand away. Like he's he look he's so rigid out there. Like it's uncomfortable. It's like watching that weird aunt dance at a wedding when everyone else is sitting down. Like right? it's it's just. It's oh, it's like, like watching me at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it looks like EJ half the time. I sh- <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot confirm or deny that statement, so I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. But I mean, like you you, know, you
1: really don't want to. Yeah,
2: like it look, it's like he's a shell of himself out there. It just it's kind of sad.
0: It kind of reminds me of not to the extent, Drew Brees, obviously last year is a lot better than what Big Ben is now, but towards the end of that year last year, Drew Brees couldn't throw a deep pass and they were to the point where they just had to play him. Um, he was, I think he was in a better position than Big Ben is right now, but, um, and then Drew Brees called it quits because he kind of knew like when he should have, uh, and then Big Ben, like, yeah, this season, this uh, off season was like, people thought he was going to retire. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm coming back. And it was like, whatever. So um I don't know. It's gonna does, be interesting
1: to see what they ben, do. Does ben, does Ben put on a gold jacket at the end of his career? Uh, Quickly so.
0: each of you. Yeah, I'd say
2: so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. More. Here's
1: he, he's won two Super Bowls, so I agree he does get to put on a gold jacket, but one mm-hmm. thing that Ben Rofflesberger does and we'll wrap it up on this. Um the one thing that Ben Roethlisberger has done incredibly well until the last two or three years is his ability to extend plays. He's an ugly, big, tall, overweight SOB, and we all know that he is. But he has always found a way to scramble out of situations that he had no business being in in the first place. Ben Roethlisberger is probably, and this is coming from a Browns fan, I hate the Steelers. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger is the reason that that organization has won two Super Bowls outside of James Harrison Running back, probably the greatest Mike play in Super, the, the greatest Super Bowl play in history of the Super Bowl. James Harrison's hundred yard return, uh, that was a great play. Uh, Mike Tomlin, or well, first of all, go back and watch that play. What I actually enjoy most about that, and Larry Fitzgerald talked about it. If you look, Larry Fitzgerald's coming down the side, and if Anquan Bolden or one of the coaches didn't step in front of him, Larry would have caught him before he got to the the goal line. But, um. James Harrison converts the greatest play in Super Bowl history. Um, The Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to tell you right now, their problem is defense. T.J. Watt has been very quiet, uh, and this is a year that he needs to perform in. So uh, look for Pittsburgh to have a better week, I believe. Pittsburgh is going to find a way to win before Cincinnati this week. Pittsburgh comes back strong. Great defensive performance. Uh, We're going to get into our Pick'Em segment, um, and – I'm going to briefly mention, as I always do, that no matter what Justin's about to say, uh, I am in the lead officially on Yahoo. Um, so, Ike, give us the score update. I believe I'm still down, but what is the official tally, brother?
2: All right. So, uh, with Dave's. 12 from week one that we have to uh, continue to add. Which are under protest. protest. Uh, he is at 34. And uh, EJ is in second place at 33. Uh, I got uh-huh. at 28. And Tyler's in fourth at 26. I'm in that? Oh, I am in that. I forgot. I don't know if I did my picture yeah. last so, week. So with Tyler,
1: hey, listen, you're in here now, though, man. So this week I schooled mm-hmm. you up before you came on the show. You made your picks. Tyler will let you lead off this week. Um give us your picks. Give us the best game of the week out of all of your picks and then the worst, please. So uh uh Trophy game and a toilet bowl, as we call it. Or what do we call the the, the best game? Best game of the week. I know the other one's a toilet bowl.
2: I don't I, I was the trophy game works for me. I mean best by the, the way, game.
1: and and in the attempt of butchering this, thank you to Sports Center Bar and Grill. Um Best sports bar in Sault Ste. Marie, five, six years in a row. Vote for him again. Best wings, best sports bar. Thank you, North Supreme Brewing, as well. Um, But let's continue, boys. All
0: right, yeah. So I'll just go down the line. And uh, obviously Thursday night we'll start off. uh, Bengals are going to win at home against Jacksonville. Um, I was going to say this is the worst game, but a lot of young talent. uh, I think it's going to be higher scoring than people think. I got Cincy. Uh, Lions at Bears, uh, give me the Lions, one and three. Let's do it. Uh, I think the Bears QB situation is a little weird. Uh, Lions coming off an emotional loss. Let's go with Dan Campbell. Let's get that first dub. Uh, Washington at Atlanta, uh, Falcons. Uh, this is a pick them uh, on the odds. And I think at home Atlanta finds a way to win. Uh, Texans at Bills, this is going to be the worst game of the week. The The Bills are going to win by four touchdowns at home against Davis Mills and the Texans. I think they are going to kill them. Uh, moving on, uh, Panthers at Dallas. Give me the Cowboys. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, no McCaffrey for the Panthers, so it's going to be a little tough for them. I think Dallas's defense has taken very big steps uh, forward. Uh, let's see, Colts at Miami. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, I think your Colts win, hike. I, I like them for some reason. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not huge on set at quarterback for Miami with Tua out. This is a road game, which makes it a little interesting, but, uh, I like the Colts in this one. Uh, Browns at Vikings. This is going to be the best game of the week, I think. Uh, I, your Browns, EJ, I have the Vikings at home. Uh, we talked, we touched on them a little bit. <laughs> I oh, agree.
1: This go. is a good game. Yeah.
0: This is going to be a very, very good game. Uh, I think Vegas has the Browns two point favorites. So pretty much even. Um, I think Minnesota's, they should, they could be, Two and one right now, uh, three and oh almost. Uh, I think they come out on top on this one. Um, Giants at Saints. I have the Saints in that one. That's going to be a, not really, probably not even going to watch that game. Uh, Titans at Jets. Titans, obviously the Jets are a dumpster fire worse than the Lions. Uh, let's see. Chiefs at Eagles. Um, give me the Chiefs. They've been off of a really slow start. Uh, I think they bounce back in a big way against Philadelphia who, Offensively struggles quite a bit. They need to give Miles Sanders the ball a lot more. They don't. Uh, Moving on to the 4 o'clock games, we have Arizona at the Rams. This one's going to be a very good game, too. High scoring. Um, I like Matthew Stafford and the Rams at home, though. Uh, He's my boy. He's going to win MVP. I think the Rams are a dark horse for the Super Bowl. Um, Seattle at San Fran. Uh, I like the Seahawks. Uh, They are the underdogs at San Francisco, but... They've been not playing great this year. I'm not huge on San Fran either though, so it's gonna be an interesting game. Um I think Seattle wins that. Uh Ravens at Denver, it's a very close game too. Uh the yeah, Denver is undefeated right now, three and and0 But they did they have played like the Giants, Jets and I think the Jaguars, so literally the three worst teams of the league. So this is a very big uh game for them to show that they're real deal. Uh Steelers at the Packers, uh I hope the Steelers win. I really do, but I keep picking against the Packers and I pick them and it's not working. So I'm going to pick the Packers. Hate the Packers, but they'll probably win at home in this one. And then Bucks at Patriots. That's going to be a very exciting game with Brady returning to uh, New England. <clears throat> I think he's going to dominate that game. I think he's going to go off like he always has in New England. Uh, I, th- I got the Bucks in that one. And then the Monday night game is a very good game. Three and no teams, the Raiders at the Chargers. Uh, I think the Raiders are gonna surprise people. They're like four and a half point underdogs. Uh I think they're gonna go into LA and beat Herbert and the Chargers. Those are my
2: picks. Hi, I like it. I and mean, uh, my, i have not like, looking at it right now. I've got an uncomfortable amount of a friggin'. I don't know. Let's see here. I got I got some real loosey goosey ones, and I started to double think them as Tyler was going through there. Uh, so tomorrow night, I'm taking Cincinnati. I mean, you'd be bonkers too. I just talked, professed my love to them earlier. Uh, and then, uh, I'm taking Washington over Atlanta, Buffalo over Houston. That's, I agree with Tyler. It's going to be an ugly one. Uh, Detroit over Chicago because Chicago's, Matt Nagy's trying to get himself fired. Um, <clears throat> Dallas over Carolina just based on McCaffrey not playing. I'm, I'm a big Chaba Hubbard fan, uh, the Canadian out there, but I just, I really think the Carolinas offense is still McCaffrey being a focal point and it's gonna take him a little while to adapt to that. Uh Colts over the Dolphins, I really don't think that Brissett stands a chance in this one. Um but I mean Miami, you know, pushed the Raiders a little bit last week, so we'll see. Uh but I think the Colts get the first win in this one. Minnesota and Cleveland, I think, is just gonna be a shootout. Um but I think Minnesota comes out on top uh New Orleans over the Giants, Tennessee over the Jets, which I have this one marked down for my toilet bowl here this week. Um if it's possible Derrick Henry potentially gets like 200 yards in this game just trying to run the clock out. Uh Kansas City over Philly. I again, I agree with Tyler, Miles Sanders isn't getting enough respect in the uh, city of brotherly love there this year. I really think he could help them out and open the field up a little bit for them. On offense. Uh, but Kansas City wins that one. And then uh Rams, I'm taking over Arizona. I think this is gonna be my uh, trophy game of the week. I think this is gonna be a shootout. Uh I I don't know what the uh the spread is on this one yet, but I'm interested. Uh, even, uh Rams are four and a half point favorites, I believe, at home. <laughs> four and a half. That's a little tighter than I thought it was gonna be. I figured they'd give the Rams like a seven. Um uh, well, I mean, we'll, uh, it's going to be good. That's going to be a fun one. There's some really good games at four o'clock, to be honest. Uh, the San Fran Seattle, I'm taking Seattle. Uh, Denver Baltimore, I'm taking the Broncos in this one. Uh, Green Bay Pittsburgh, I'm taking the Packers. I think that's going to be a, uh, another, you know, Green Bay shellacking. And then, uh, Tampa over New England. Uh, I don't know that Brady's going to have too much uh, respect for his old team there. And then on the Monday Nighter, I'm taking the Chargers over the Raiders.
1: Well, the good news is I think I'm going to win this week because I am the best one here. Uh, But I'll give you my picks. Uh, I've got Bengals over the Jags, Falcons over Washington, which I think will be a closer game than a lot of people are going to give it credit for. Washington's going to play well. They have a, a good potential on defense. But I think the Falcons win that game. Bills over the Texans at home. Bears are going to beat the Lions. I believe that Charles Nagy uh, and Justin Fields, or whoever their starter is this week, I, I just think they're due for a win at home. Uh So I'll take the Bears there, even though I think the Lions are a better football team out of the two of them. I'll take the Bears then. Cowboys over Panthers at home. Dolphins over the Colts at home. Browns are going to win the road. Go Browns. Um I think the biggest difference in that game is going to be Kareem Hunt, just like he was last week. Um, we have one of the best running backs in the league and Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt is a Pro Bowl caliber talent, and that's our number two. So uh, Browns are going to find a way to squeak that out. Dalvin Cook not healthy. Uh, Saints over the Giants. Titans are going to crush the Jets uh, on the road, and I think the Jets who score the least amount of points this week uh, Chiefs over the Eagles, I think there's no way that they go to 1-3. and three. I think that they're going to be 2-2 two two after this week. Uh, Cardinals, I actually have beating the Rams. I think that the Cardinals are probably the most exciting team in football this year. That is my best game of the week um, is Cardinals-Rams. Seahawks beat the Niners. Uh, Seahawks are do for one as well. Ravens over the Broncos. Packers over the Steelers. Although Steelers are going to put together a nice game. Uh, absolutely Tom Brady wins over the Patriots and Chargers beat the Raiders and the game, the team that's going to score, uh, or excuse me, the team that's going to score the least amount of points this week is probably the Jets. Uh, but my dumpster fire game this week is probably Lions Bears. Neither team looks like they're going to make the playoffs, but, um, you're going to learn a lot about a head coach and a quarterback this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick for Dumpster Fire. I could never pick the Lions as my Dumpster Fire game, even though they are almost every week. But, yeah, that's a pretty good pick, actually.
1: Well, boys, I, I think that'll just about do her. That's that's in the pocket. I think we nailed it.
2: How would I, I, I do? Right. I think we did okay. I'd I, I give you a round of applause here, but uh, the one-hand clap, if you can hear it.
1: I'm definitely better than <laughs> any other host that's here this week, right?
2: Definitely the best hosted. Yeah, been. that's right. <laughs> sure. So, uh,
1: thank you, listeners, Jim, listeners, so much for joining us. Um, this episode is always sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill. It's the best place in the to get wings, it's the best place to watch the game. Just go there, okay? Make sure you vote for them. They're going to get six and three years running on Best Sports Bar, Best Wings. Just vote for them because they are the best. They've been here with us since the get go. This is what the fifth season. They're winning for the sixth. Uh, they're good. Um, this show is also sponsored by North Superior Brewing Company. Uh, they have some of the greatest beers that you'll ever try. So thank you so much. They're another one that's been one of our OG writers. Um, thank you to Most pub, uh, in Escanaba. That's one of mine with Tyler. Um, so right PSO-RITE.com. Hike, thank you so much for joining us this week. What do you got going on? What's, what's coming up, brother?
2: Ah, uh, we got, uh, actually this, I got stuff going on this weekend. We got a, uh, like nerd con going on in the, in the zoo this weekend at the Bush Play Museum. So it's, uh, you know, people there sell like hockey cards, sports cards, video games, all kinds of any kind of collectibles, anything going on, people are going to be there. Do they
1: got cards them. on us?
2: No, I, can, I mean, maybe I can make some. I'll sell them. See if we, well, uh. Yeah,
1: we should get a couple. Yeah.
2: Uh, I buy your rookie card. I'll I'll be down there peddling some hockey cards and various uh, treasures, uh, and then uh, football Sunday, just relaxing. So what do you guys got going on?
1: Well, well, again, Hank. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We appreciate you, Tyler, uh, Central Michigan student, uh, co-host of the Hot Seat. Whenever we can get together to produce it. Sorry, listeners, that we haven't been consistent. But uh, Tyler, how you doing, bud? Thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you.
0: Uh, yeah, EJ, thanks for the invite. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, glad to get back on the show, a show with you and, uh, obviously hike. Uh, this weekend, I'm actually coming up to the UP. Um, I'll be in Escanaba Friday, then Mark I, the I know, weekend.
1: I talked, I talked to your, I talked to your mom. I heard, uh, I gotta beat your ass in some golf. I would love,
0: yeah, Friday if we can. I would be down for sure. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yep, coming up tomorrow, Thursday, so. Taking a break from the old college scenery, actually, I'm going to Northern, so not really, but the the downstate college life. It's different change of scenery for me this weekend. um There's no home game at Central, He's going
1: to so. he, <laughs> let his mom cook from this weekend is what he really means. yeah I I, I need,
0: a, I, need a,
1: I need a good meal for sure.
0: It's been a minute, <laughs> but I got to learn how to cook again, but yeah, so I'll be up in the u p this weekend, and yeah, watching big game for Michigan football on Saturday against wisconsin uh at noon so i'll be tuning into that one and uh yeah that's about it sure
1: well tyler thank you so much for joining us i am this week's host uh unfortunately dave couldn't make this week uh so shout out to mr electric avenue uh dave mckay Al prez um i am this week's host ej russell thank you so much for joining us on in the pocket sponsored by sports center bar and grill it's the best place in Sault Just go, okay? We're going to keep it short and sweet. Thank you to Norton Berry Brewing Company, uh, Most Pub. I always shout them out, uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh,
2: what does Dave say? Booyah. What's
1: what I know what I'm going to sign off with, but, uh,
2: it's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, stick on the ice. Swing your bats. I'm not, I'm, not, yeah, no- swing your bats.
1: Shoot your shots. Keep your stick on the ice. Uh, whatever Dave says, we love him. I'm not even going to pretend to do it well for him, but. Thank you so much for listening to In the Pocket this week. I am E.J. Russell. He is Tyler Roulette.
2: Yes, sir. He is Justin Heichel. I am as far as I know.
1: And we are out here. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week on In the Pocket.
2: See ya.